Jarring Cacophony tells you that the Power of Three podcast is back. The podcast that likes to discuss, digest, digress, sometimes disagree, and generally just baff about as we look at all aspects of Doctor Who, whether on the telly, on audio, on vinyl, and in comics, in books, in plastic action figure form, or anything else. But um, yes, that's what we do, because that's what we see in the tin, probably. If we had a tin, but we're not in a tin, because then we'd be suffocated and that wouldn't be very good. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, you join me again, Kenny Smith, and I've got two co-conspirators with me today. Um, one of them is wearing a very fetching Third Doctor title sequence t-shirt. Hello to Dr. John Bolin. Hello, John. Hello, Kenny. Hello, everyone. Please come down my vortex. <laughs> no, cancel that. Nope, nope. That's that, that's 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 such a kind invitation, John. I'm sure everybody would love to take you up on that one. So it's um it's a very very fetching T-shirt and uh, love it. Uh, and also joining us all the way from up the road in rainy old Auburn, it's Mr. Stevie Day. Hello, Stevie. Hello, Kenny. Hello, John. I've just got my little hammer and nails here, and I'm just bashing my way through the lid of the tin so I don't suffocate. Yeah, please do. We don't want to die because that would be a very strange podcast. Really yeah. would. As we pass out and sort of like, who's going to pass out first from the asphyxiation? Um, none of us have got respiratory that's, bypass that's system, That's a completely have we? different podcast, Kenny. I don't think we we'll want to go that <laughs> No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move away from that territory and uh, get back to Doctor Who land. So I suppose a few things have happened since last the three of us chatted. Um, we found out that uh, Jodie Whittaker's turned into David Tennant, and we know David Tennant's going to turn into Shuti Gatwa, which is um, quite good fun. And um, are we all feeling excited for the 60th anniversary year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Interested to see what's going to come our way. I'm sure we might discuss some of that, but yeah, um, it's always a good time to be a Doctor Who fan. Anniversary years are always good for that. Stevie, are you feeling that buzz and feeling all ready to splash loads of cash and buy loads of merchandise with the new logo on it? I, I love the new logo and I'm excited. And it's not because I haven't watched Doctor Who right through, um, even through the Jodie years. It wasn't my favourite season. But then I could controversially say that about um, Colin Baker's stuff. wasn't my favourite season. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed the end. I thoroughly enjoyed the launch of the new logo. thoroughly enjoyed David Tennant being there. And that, that's just that old excitement again, I think. It, was, uh, it wasn't the sadness of Logopolis or the dramatic case of Androzani. It was just a change. And I thought, yeah, no, I like the look of this. Well, I'm sure we'll be coming back to discuss David Tennant very, 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 very soon. But we're not going to talk about that tonight or today or whenever it is that you're listening. Oh, lovely listeners out there in listener land. Today we're going to talk about Doomsday, 
which was recently announced by the BBC as the first part of the 60th anniversary celebrations. So for those who don't know, uh, here's what uh, the BBC website has told us. It's a special multi-platform story which will celebrate Doctor Who's 60th anniversary by introducing a brand new character on a 24-hour pursuit of the Doctor. Someone has sent literal death after doom. She can only outrun it for 24 hours, unless she can find the Doctor. Launching later in 2023, the standalone transmedia series will allow Doctor Who fans to follow Doom, the universe's greatest assassin, as she travels through all of time and space in pursuit of the Doctor to save her from the ever-approaching death. She only has 24 hours and a vortex manipulator to save herself. But was that to save herself or to shave herself? I think I said save. To save herself before her fate is sealed forever. And stand-up comedian, comedy sketch artist and actor Suze Kempner will be the face and voice of Doom and a number of fan favourite characters will feature along the way. And we've also told that Doomsday will kick off on Doctor Who digital channels later this year, followed by products from Doctor Who magazine, Titan Comics, Penguin Random House, Eastside Games, Big Finish and BBC Audio, each telling a section of Doom's story. And they'll focus on one of the 24 hours Doom has left on the clock. So, what was your reaction when you first heard this had been launched? Stevie? Um, I was a wee bit underwhelmed. I'm not quite sure why. I saw it, I played the video and thought, yeah, all right. And I wasn't sure if it was aimed at me, or it was aimed at kids, or fans, or all of us. I just, I'm still not quite with it. However, what I would say was, I felt the same about um, Time Lord Victorious. I just, <laughs> I suppose for me, it's a wee bit Marvel Universe. Once everything starts going, and I've got to see everything, and hear everything, and get in order, I start to lose the plot a little. When I watch the TV show from beginning to end, um, if I can catch all the episodes, I'm pretty sure I know everything there is to know about that. So, yeah, not sure. John, what was your feeling towards it? Yeah, I guess a bit like Stevie, I was slightly underwhelmed. I think maybe it was because there had been a bit of hype, a bit of speculation about a big announcement that was coming. And obviously when that happens, people begin to they let their imaginations run riot. So when this actually dropped, I was left kind of thinking, all oh, right, okay, um, is is that what this is? Um, and again, I suppose a bit like Stevie, there was a bit of me saying, well, is this really for me? Because I'm conscious of a lot of my kind of uh, grumpy, uh, almost old man stuff coming in, when I'm thinking, you know, when I look at this, I, I, I get the voice of the fourth doctor when he's confronting the pirate captain, you know, saying, what's it for? You know, it's uh, about the remains of mummified planets. When I look at these multi-platform things, I think, well, what is this for? Yeah. Is it a way to tell, you know, lovely, you know, an expanded story to draw people in, or is it simply about selling more stuff? Um, and I don't know if I've got the time, and now I stand, I don't have the money uh, for for the latter uh, of those. So. Um, yeah, I thought to myself that once I took a step back, I thought, okay, um, I know there's been a bit of a bit of less than flattering commentary on on social media, especially on on Twitter. I was aware of uh, Suze Kempner from her political um, skits and the kind of 
and I like most of those because I guess they tend to align with quite a few of my own political positions. But I did think that the the actual um, video that was or the the clip that they released didn't look as if it had a lot of money thrown at it. I, I wasn't particularly convinced of the idea of her as a an assassin. Uh, I wasn't sure how she was going to take people down. I did, you know, there was very little kind of menace there. But uh, if it's a way to introduce people to different parts of the the Doctor's story, different parts of the the, the mythos, um, then then fine. Yeah, um, I'll I'll happily, you know, dip into whatever bits of it are available to me. But uh, I don't know if I've got the attention span or the time for. Or too much. Put it that way. Yep. Okay, let's listen to the trailer since you've mentioned it. Hi, I'm Doom. Blame my mother. I'm the universe's greatest assassin, and in one day I'm going to die unless I can find the doctor. Someone sent death, literal death, after me. I can only outrun it for 24 hours. So, the clock's ticking. My Vortex Manipulator sends me a new target every hour. The Lesser Order of Oberon sends me a lot to choose from, and I'm picking the missions that'll, maybe, bring me to the Doctor. 24 hours. All of time and space. Will I find the Doctor? Ancient enemies. Old friends. Or maybe I'll go out in flames. A lot of flames! Well, it'll be better than what's coming for me. If you see the Doctor, Tell them I'm on my way. Yeah, like you, John, I've uh, been aware of Suze's work for quite a while. She's liked a couple of my tweets, my sort of political, cynical ones, uh, which... uh, I'm, obviously, I'm going to be quite happy if anybody likes my tweets, but um, yeah, the fact that Suze did it means well. But yeah, it's, she's, uh, I mean, she's very funny. Her political stuff is great, and yeah, it's their politics generally align as well. So that's always a good thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I knew that Doomsday was on the way, but I didn't actually know what it was because I knew there was something being planned by Big Finish, but I could see the name Doomsday, but that was it. I've got a better idea now because I've started work on the Vortex preview for it, but um, I still don't know too much, which in some ways makes it all the more intriguing. And it was exactly the same with Time Lord Victorious, as I saw that listed, but I didn't know anything about it. And it's one of those ones that the Beep have obviously kept under wraps until they're ready to launch and none of the partners will say anything, which obviously makes it slightly more interesting. But as you say, John, there was that sort of hype. People were expecting something. Oh, what's it going to be? And there's always that reaction of, um, oh, it's going to be an announcement of Matt Smith in the anniversary special. It's going to be Peter Capaldi in the anniversary special. It's going to be Matt Smith coming to Big Finish. It's going to be Peter Capaldi coming to Big Finish. Karen Gillan coming to... You know, just ridiculous, you know, people going off and they've got an idea. And uh, then when what is revealed comes about, they're actually hugely disappointed. See also when Class was first announced, and uh, there's just that because it's not what people want and then they just go on the rampage and just slaughter it but the thing is if you don't want to know about it you don't have to buy it that's the the thing that really really gets me this is sort of like it's an adjunct to what's going on it's not a must-have thing it's something that's going on and if you can afford it great and if you can't then it's all right it's 
it's not like you're missing out on a huge part of the anniversary celebrations. It's well, very... I would I would say though, Kenny, that the problem is you don't know if you are or not, and it depends what how it threads through, and um, that's what I would. It's it's the fear of missing out, isn't it? You, <laughs> there, there's something. Yeah, FOMO. You you think right? Okay, well, I'm going to try and keep abreast of all of this because maybe it's got an impact on the 60th. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But you know, you couldn't afford all the bits and pieces that are going on or keep up with it. Um, I would say, and not as a criticism, because I mean, I love big finish stuff, but I can't listen to everything. I pick and choose, you know, what I want. But I know I can drop in and out of that. So I can drop into. I think I started with Dark Eyes. And then I could drop into the Lucy Miller stuff and not even follow it through and, and really, really enjoy it. I, I feel sometimes when there's a, a linear path to follow through, you know, is that going to have an impact on what I watch later on? And that that's probably my problem with it. However, for others, it will be an exciting thing. It will be an adventure. They'll they'll catch this and that and the other and it'll be, be fine. I'm probably old and grumpy now. That's my problem. <laughs> It was interesting because um, I felt, I mean, when Time Lord Victorious was first announced, I thought, oh, three Megan audios, that'll do me, I'll be quite happy with that. And having listened, I just thought, mm, I would like to know a bit more. So I went out, and um, as I look to my left, I can see the 10th Doctor Time Lord Victorious Titan comic. I look over and I can see the Dalek uh, Time Squad um, figurines from. Ego Moss, which are absolutely gorgeous, I have to say. I'm, I'm looking at them now and sort of being distracted. No, don't look at them. I've got the Time Lord Victorious books in there. I even scanned in the Doctor Who magazine comic strip that had the Ninth Doctor and Rose encountering the vampires. And Stevie, I scanned them in using my old Scottish Field scanner in a day in the office, and I did that in a lunchtime. So abusing okay. sources. I no Do longer work. Duly noted. I'm just putting you out an invoice there, Kenny. That'll be three Eagle Moss Daleks to be delivered to me tomorrow. <laughs> no, you're not getting my emperor. Um, but yeah, it was just because I was only afterwards sort of like I got the buzz a wee bit and thought yeah, I actually quite enjoy this and and uh, obviously got the, I played the Escape Hunt game um, a Dalek Awakens, which I actually have an audio recording of and should make into a podcast because I know it'd be quite interesting. And um, we've also got what's the other one that I did? Oh yeah, and there was the Tom Baker audio as well, which sets the whole thing up. So yeah, I kind of got hooked into it when I didn't plan to. So John, you were saying before we started recording that it was something you sort of like you didn't particularly follow. You sort of like were aware of it, but not that big into it. Yeah, basically, the, I was aware of the, the general kind of architecture of, of the stories, um, and it was only really if they came directly into my line of, of vision that I would engage with them, like in, the, as you mentioned there, the, the Ninth Doctor uh, story in the in the magazine, simply because I happened to have the magazine. As much as I was tempted to, you know, go off and, you know, pick up this big finish or look at this um, Titan comic, you know, I just didn't have... You know, ultimately, I just didn't have the, the time more than anything else. And I suppose a bit like like Stevie, I'm 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 all for, as I said, people uh, expanding the Doctor Who universe. But for me, the primary experience of Doctor Who will always be what you see on the on the screen as part of Doctor Who when it comes on. And if you if you need to know other things, if if there's a 
if there's a character that you're meant to have some knowledge of to make sense of a story that's being told to you now, then at that point I kind of say, well, no, this is a bit, this is not what I signed up for. Not that I signed up for anything. <laughs> um, and, and, and I guess there's, there's bits of that, there's kind of parallels, I suppose, with what we see going on now, and it might become more of a thing with the whole Disney um, experience and the Disney franchises, looking at some of the some of the new um, Star Wars things that are coming out, you're kind of seeing on screen characters that have featured in you know other parts of the expanded Star Wars universe, but they they were never in the in the films sort of thing. You know, so you need to know a little bit about the backstory in order to understand who these people are in the context of this story. And uh, there's a bit of that too happening in the kind of the whole Star Trek things as well. So as long as as long as I can watch Doctor Who on screen and make sense of it and understand it without feeling that I'm disadvantaged, that I haven't listened to such and such an audio um, or that I haven't read this particular comic strip, then I'll be happy. What would convince you, Stevie, to go with it? Short of of winning the lottery, of course. Uh, I think I work in newspapers, as you know, Kenny, and you can't give away this stuff for free. I get it completely. And I also, interestingly, I was reading about it, you know, why it's done this way, because the BBC Charter, they can't um, is it they can't put out stuff or they can't charge for stuff, I can't remember but there's a there's a rule that says uh, there's certain stuff they, they can't do and it's got to be merchandise so ideally you want this kind of stuff to appear on audio and and whatever and be accessible and cheap enough for people to pick up if they want to follow I would worry that you know by the time you've bought you know, a whole load of comic books by the time you've bought some of the BBC audio, by the time you've bought the big finish, it can become a bit expensive if you're following right through. And I would say that that would be that would be my worry. Uh, but I do understand you can't do it for free, and I do get it. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to like it. I, I'm I'm not one of these people that will go out and. I mean, when Class was announced, I thought great there's something new. Just like when Torchwood was announced, I thought, great, something new. I didn't instantly hate it because it didn't have person X or person Y in. And I think you've got to give things a chance and you've got to let people who like it like it and those who don't want to, hopefully they're not too vocal about it. I just worry that you dilute the product too much and I can't, I can't afford it. I'm okay. I, I've, I can feed myself, I can heat myself, I'm okay. But in this day and age... It's getting expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can feed yourself, you can heat yourself, but stuff the rest of the family, they can fend for themselves, right? <laughs> they, they can eat my, my old Doctor Who comic strips. And, um, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. I, I don't know. I, I, I worry... I worry... I worry? Is that the right word? It, it's, it's the Marvel influence, and as John has said, it's the Star Trek and Star Wars. You dilute and dilute and dilute... And then you don't enjoy anymore because who's this character? Oh, they appeared in a show I haven't watched. DC is famous for it. I don't know if any of you watched Legends of Tomorrow with the good old Arthur Darville in the lead role at the beginning. Nope. And it, it pulled in all these DC characters, which was okay. And then they started having crossovers with The Flash and Supergirl and this and that. But you had to see these programs in order to understand, and not only that, and you had to go and watch that series to understand the conclusion of Legends of Tomorrow. I hope it doesn't go 
that way. I think Doctor Who is quite unique, and I, I think I think Big Finish work hand in hand so beautifully uh, with the TV series. You know, you could almost say they're canon, but they're still an expense that not everyone can afford. I do I mean, want to be in a big finish. I don't want to rubbish big finish. <laughs> big finish. I want to be in an audio. But yeah. oh, you know. I, do you know what? I can I can tell you. I don't know if you're aware, but um, when I was down south last week, I was in London and I was in the, the Sound House uh, for a big finish recording last Tuesday, and I had a lovely time. But I can't say what it was because it's not been announced. But I had a great time, and as you've probably seen, I found the car park, so I took a picture there. Um, I was going to get my picture taken with somebody, but. <laughs> I can't because there's, the thing's not been announced. But um, I had a wonderful time and had a good laugh, and um, yeah, and spent had a really good train ride back. And then afterwards, I can say that I met up with the amazing Lisa McMullen, one of the big Finnish regular writers, and uh, was a good pal. And we had a, a meet up in the fire fire station, I think it is, beside um, one of the stations in London. So that was rather nice. So anyway, yes, no, that's. I think. We- John, I think we should have an adventure. I mean, it doesn't have to be together, but you and I need to have go off and have adventures that we can't talk about, but they were really, really yes, good. But they were really good. I will have them all the time, as it yeah. happens to you. I just can't talk about them. No, no. Um, I mean, I can't uh-huh. tell you about the places I was at and the photos I've taken because, you know, someone might find yeah. out about them and it's not been released. Yeah. Sorry, Kenny. They may saying. or may not have been with a, a, a Doctor Who actor. Um, I may or may you know. not have been. With oh, trust me, at the moment. you'll be hearing all about this one before the year is out. So, <laughs> uh, whether it's here or pieces of eight, you'll definitely be hearing about it because it was a it was a good fun day, very good fun day. I have to ask, which um, Star Trek and Star Wars spin-offs are you following, John? Well, uh, I realise this is a Doctor Who podcast, but I, I've I've been following. I'm pretty much abreast of all of the the, the Star Wars Disney franchise, but I haven't watched. The, the Clone War stuff. I've watched a bit of the Bad Batch, but I noticed that so those kind of bits of characters from the the, the Clone Wars uh, stuff that's going to be in some of the newly announced franchises. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just about. I I had binge watched uh, Picard seasons one and two, and then I'm four episodes in to the the third season. I have to say, which I'm really enjoying. I'd, I'd heard quite a bit of criticism of that, that it was very slow and stuff like that, and people weren't weren't getting it, but I, I really, I, I've, I've liked all of them. Yeah, but again, I, I'm, I'm getting commentary from this, like, oh, well, they were in this, and I'm saying, all right, okay, uh, am I, you know, sh- should I know this? Am I, am I kind of at a disadvantage that I, that I don't know this? Yeah, but just listening to Steve talking about being able to heat himself and and, and and feed himself, I have a I have a great kind of um, nostalgia for the days when you can be a Doctor Who fan and feed yourself, uh, force feeding yourself Weetabix mainly, uh, washed down <laughs> with lovely cups of of Thai food tea. Um, one of the things that I am looking forward to and a purchase that I'll definitely be making is the the audio book version of the it was it the the amazing world, world of Doctor Who. The amazing world of Doctor Who, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was one of those people that made my family um, buy 144 box of tea bags uh, in order to collect the cards and did the same with the Betabix ones as well. So at least in those days you could, but you were getting your roughage, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Fantastic. I'm. Uh, I've not watched Andor yet. Uh, that's the Star Wars one I'm behind on, and I do need to watch like more of the animated stuff. I'm halfway through Clone Wars, but I haven't done Bad Batch or anything like that yet. And um, I just started Picard at the weekend, and I'm up to episode six. I'm halfway through it, and loving it. And I mean, I'm not a Star Trek fan by any stretch of imagination. Deep Space Nine is the only Star Trek I've seen every episode of because I really love it. And I saw a few next gen episodes sort of this like to to ground me in that as to who like the Bajorans were and the Ferengi and stuff like that. So that's been sort of my education on it. But I am like you, John, I'm loving it. I think it's great. It's what the next generation should have been all along. And uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic stuff. What about you, Stevie? Which ones are you doing in Star well, Wars I'm, Star Trek? I'm well into Picard. Um I think I think what they've done with Picard is They've given us a feature film, but in episodic format. You know, it's a, a goodbye to next gen, and it's it's excellent. I was watching Discovery until Paramount came and whisked it off Netflix, so I couldn't follow it. Can't follow Strange New Worlds because, again, it's not on a channel I have. Mm-hmm. Kenobi, I thought, was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Um, and compared to The Mandalorian... <laughs> And the book of um, some guy who was in the Empire Strikes, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you're worse than slow television, slow television is ideal. If you know every character that was in the background of the Empire Strikes Back in the the bounty hunter scene, I'm sure it's fascinating. But nah, I've really, really kind of lost it. And or I should be watching because sh- John, it was filmed about two miles away from me. Yes, he uh-huh. doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, but I would say to you what, you what you both need to watch if you haven't and revisit if you have is Babylon 5 oh, oh, oh. bloody Babylon effing 5 no, no. what a load of <laughs> Lundo Malaris no 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 no, no. there's it's only one brilliant. space station still show and it's Deep Space Nine no and it was <laughs> the effects were done by a Blake 7 veteran it's brilliant. I would say that's the one to well, that's yeah. the one to binge. Get past the first season, Kenny. Oh, it I can't. I'd rather wipe my bum with nettles. It's just not for me. That's me being polite. Hang on, I'll just package some of them up for you now. <laughs> no, it's, I never got Babylon. But Kenny, 5. I would say, not 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 being a Babylon Five connoisseur myself, but I would I would say uh, I really really enjoyed Andor. I felt mm-hmm. it was very. Uh, it felt very grown up. Yeah. compared to a lot of the a lot of the stuff um, well, that's and because it, it kind of leading into uh, Rogue One which I thought was a very good film as well it, it has a lot of the a lot of the grit of that as well so excellent yeah, I like that I would, I would recommend that's that that's good to know thank you it. interesting though because we're talking Disney here I know a lot of my pals kind of oh Doctor Who's going to Disney I think it can only be good as long as there's good controls and it retains its roots. Um, I think it needs that wee bit of exposure around the world. It does make it a costly thing. Not everyone will be able to see it for free, but that sh- the show needs an injection of cash and technology. I don't know if you guys have seen the volume, how Mandalorian and stuff are shot. So if you, if you look up the volume, uh, it's a whole lot of LEDs completely. Uh, sort of 180, 290 degrees and so it's changed the way things are filmed that's what Doctor Who needs in Bad Wolf Studios that's the kind of thing that needs the investment 
I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I've, I know the thing you mean. Yes, I have seen that. I saw some green screws up making up stuff. So yes, that does look yeah. good. But um, before we go, and here's quite a clever segue. I'm very pleased with this one. You mentioned Bounty Hunter Stephen. I did. We're going to go back to Killer for Hire Doom. Bounty Hunter or Assassin? Sorry, because she keeps saying she's an assassin. It seems like the most unlikely person that the Doctor would want to meet. So, But then River Song was a bit of an assassin. And we've already met two deadly assassins in uh, the form of Brian Neude from Time Lord Victorious and Vienna from uh, Big Finish, who's great, played by Chase Masterson from Deep Space Nine. She's lovely. I got a hug from her at Gallifrey. I didn't want to stop hugging her. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, nonsense, enough nonsense. Yeah, I think that um, it's going to be interesting because I think that these things tend to get a negative reaction and sometimes when the first thing comes out, people's minds change instantly. So that's been what Doctor Who fans are like. Indeed. So there yeah. we go. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute joy as always. So thank you again for giving up your evenings and coming on for a chat. It's been great to be back. Thank I've you. enjoyed being yes. back too. Um, and we shall uh, have to reconvene soon. Oh, you're very kind. You're very, very kind, Dr. Bond. But uh, before we go, John, I believe that you may have uh, a question for me. Uh, yeah, Kenny, do you like bounties? I love bounties. They're absolutely amazing. So you're the one who likes them then. Okay, just so I know. <laughs> uh, that's a confectionery reference for anyone who's not familiar with <laughs> with the world of coconut-based chocolate delights. Um, no, Kenny, uh, the real question is, what are you going to be playing us out with this week? Well, this week it's uh, uh, one for, it's a track from 2019 from the band Bastille, who are mm. rather cool, I rather like their stuff, and the song is actually called Doom Days. Oh, wow. Well, that's kind of cool. That, so. that was slick, wasn't it? I've liked this song for ages, and now it's a good chance to play it and share it with everyone. So <laughs> there we go. You'll hear it in the background now, people. So uh, I've been Kenny Smith, and thanks for listening in again, everyone. And thanks to my co-conspirators, Stevie and John. If you want to say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Kenny. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Over to you. When I watch the world burn All I think about is you When I watch the world burn All I think about is you There must be something in the Kool-Aid Cruising through the doom days God knows what is real and what is fake Last couple years have been a mad trip How'd you look so perfect? You must have some portraits in the attic We'll stay offline so no one gets hurt Hiding from the real world Just don't read the comments ever, ever We fucked this house up like the planet We were running riot Crazy that some people still deny it Think I'm addicted to my phone My scrolling horror show I'm live streaming the final days of Rome one tab along, it's pornographic Everybody's added No surprise, we're so easily born Let's pick the truth that we believe in Like a bad religion Tell me all your original sins So many questionable choices We love the sound that our voice makes Man, this echo chamber's getting loud We're gonna choose the blue film We're gonna close the curtains We're gonna rabbit hole down third act love Now she's gonna flip some tables Remainers, hit till the morning breaks. I-
from re-